Hey guys, it's Anthony Bandiero here, attorney and senior legal instructor with Blue to Gold Law Enforcement Training, bringing you to the roadside chat from Greenville, Tennessee, where I'm out here for the week teaching. All right, so this uh, question comes from an officer in South Carolina, and he's asking about, can you compel somebody to provide their fingerprints and or facial recognition to unlock their cell phone? And the answer is yes. The answer is yes because fingerprints and a facial ID is not testimonial. There is no recognized uh, privacy interest, you know, in your fingerprints and your in your face. So that's generally that's generally the case. Another, you know, with with uh, my legal brain, I'm also thinking of mass facial recognition software, you know, that you're you're you're, you're putting downtown. And you're, you're identifying everybody who's downtown. It implicates a different constitutional principle, but that's not relevant here. So the 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 the, the point is is that if you got a court order to basically compel a person to unlock their phone with their fingerprint or facial ID, that would be lawful. That's not a Miranda violation because it's not testimonial. However, just to get a little uh, more you know in, in depth here, having them provide their password. Or even, you know, let's say those like those uh, the, the the Android type of unlock, right? The uh, the uh, the pattern that would be a Miranda issue because the person has to think about their answer, right? And that's testimonial, and it could incriminate themselves. Now, with that one, you're not going to be able to compel them to provide their password or pattern unless it's a foregone conclusion. So that's what the, the doctrine is called, foregone conclusion. A foregone conclusion essentially says this. If you can prove to the court that you know it's on the phone, right? It's not, it's not that you don't know it's on the phone, it's that you need the evidence to, to you know, bolster your case and to prove your, your elements, then most likely they're going to give you a, a warrant to basically compel the person to provide their, uh, their password. Now, let me give you an example. Let's say a friend of the defendant's saw child porn on his phone. He knows it's child porn. The guy, the defendant was bragging about it and so forth. So that's a foregone conclusion. We know that, you know, we, we have the, the testimony of the friend and so forth that the evidence is on the phone. So we can most likely get a, uh, you know, a court order, basically. I, I called it a search warrant, but really it's a court order, uh, you know, on threat of contempt to provide the the uh, the password in order to find the evidence. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have a free for all on that phone. You know, the court order is going to allow you and, you know, and the search warrant that goes along with it is going to allow you to recover that evidence that is a foregone conclusion. But, you know, if you if there's other evidence on there, that you don't know about, you're not allowed to, you know, this is in plain view and you find it during the lawful search, you're not gonna be able to just go hog wild on the whole phone and, and find any any other evidence. And that's that's really the, the challenge, challenge there. So what's interesting is if, you know, defendants use face ID, uh, then the phone is probably free game. But if they use a password, then you have to have the foregone conclusion doctrine usually in order to get into it. And even then it's still a limited search under the only things that are foregone. Does that make sense? Kind of weird, right? But um, that's highly relevant in today's digital age. There's more, you know, cases that are coming out and trying, trying to, um, 
you know, set some proper boundaries and, and give the cops the, the constitutional tools to get, to get the evidence, but also not violate the person's rights. So we'll see how this, this area of the law turns out and develops, but there you go. All right. So look, you want me to keep doing these videos? Three favors, hit the like or comment that tells YouTube that you like what I'm doing. Hit subscribe. So you know when I'm doing more of these and share with your friends until next time, my friends stay safe. When it comes to law enforcement training, we are the gold standard. Visit bluetogold.com or call 888-579-7796 to learn more about our training, books, and free webinars. Also, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this channel.